0: I know we don't always think about how we see things or what we believe, in other words, our mindset. A lot of times we just kind of go through life and go with the flow, so to speak. But as we move through life, we can certainly feel how important our mindset is when we hit the roadblocks or harder times. How we believe or think about something, our outlook becomes super clear when we are faced with a problem, a challenge, or just when we feel stuck and don't know what to do. And in those times, we might just realize, oh, we need to work on this. We need to work on our mindset because it's not helping the situation at all. In this episode, we're gonna explore easy and practical ways that you can implement in your daily routine to cultivate a more optimistic mindset and how these things can ultimately change your mood, improve your outlook, and drastically change your life. As I talk about this, I feel like it's a little bit dramatic, but it's not. Truly, developing your mindset into a more positive one isn't going to help you in just boosting your mood and allowing you to approach challenges with a can-do attitude. It does so much more. It It allows you to achieve success in all areas of your life, and whether that's with your career or your relationships or just in your personal journey of, of wanting to become better. We'll talk about some of the science behind a positive mindset and how it affects your brain and body and how small changes in your thinking patterns and habits can have a big impact on your overall well-being. So whether you're looking to improve your mood or outlook, increase your productivity, or simply just live a happier life, this podcast episode is definitely for you. I'm so excited for this one. I hope you are too. Welcome to You Can Do Amazing Things, the podcast to help you get out of your own way and accomplish more in your life. I'm Holly Roman, and together we're going to unlock what's holding you back from your next goal and get you into action to step into your greatness and have the success you've been dreaming of. If you're looking for a positive place each week to grow and learn, get inspired to take your next steps so you could feel more success, joy, and happiness, meet me here every Thursday. It'll be like our weekly chat. We'll drink our coffee or favorite drink together, and we'll definitely have some fun learning, growing, and accomplishing your next amazing thing. Let's do this. Have you ever met a person or maybe you know of someone that always seems to find the good in any situation? They are energizing to be around. Their positivity or way they see things, it's just contagious. You find that you want to be around them all the time because they just make you feel a little bit more hopeful. It's actually helpful, especially when you're feeling down in the dumps or less than optimistic. Do you know of anyone like that? Maybe it's a coworker that lifts you up when you're just feeling low or frustrated about a situation and they know just what to say. They come up with these creative ways to tackle a problem. It's amazing. Or maybe it's a friend of yours. They have this palpable, positive energy, and then they offer you just the right support or reassurance when you need it most, or especially when you're feeling stuck. It's just like oxygen. Being around these types of people can have such a positive impact on your own outlook and emotions and can even help you overcome challenges more easily. Can you relate? Well, that's why we're talking about this today, because I know a lot of times we all wish we could be like that. And the good news is that we can be. So before we get into some of the practical and easy ways to cultivate a better mindset to have this brighter outlook on life, I want to make sure we talk about the importance of working on it, working on our mindset, and how much this really affects us in our lives. As we talk today, I'm going to be using words like positive mindset and positive outlook, all in referencing the way we look at things, the way we think about something, This is what we need to work on, which is in turn how we'll be able to improve our moods and have a brighter outlook in life in general. A positive mindset is one that's going to focus on possibilities and opportunities rather than the problems or the obstacles. It's characterized by optimism, resilience, and really a growth-oriented attitude. And I think we can identify these people really well. According to research, a positive mindset can lead to better physical health, higher levels of happiness and life satisfaction, which is is intuitive, but also increased motivation and improved performance in various areas of life, including work, relationships, and personal goals. Also good, right? The power lies in the fact that it can help us reframe our experiences and see them in a more constructive or empowering light, or, or even in more of a hopeful light. By working on a positive mindset, we can learn to approach challenges with a sense of, you know, more of a curiosity and creativity rather than fear or resistance we can also develop a greater sense of our own self-awareness and emotional intelligence, which allows us to better manage our thoughts and feelings and actually our behaviors. So I think we can all agree how important this stuff is. And you might have already known this, but I just wanted to stress it here once more because this stuff really matters. Okay, moving on. I want to go over a little bit of the science here not only because I think it's fascinating, but because it really gives it more oomph as we talk about all of this information. It's not this nice to have kind of thing. It is a powerful and necessary kind of thing. Okay, so I have two points that I believe are really important to understand and Or just to remind us all, you might have already heard these concepts before or know about them, and I know we've touched about some of them in previous episodes here on the podcast, but I want to go over them. Number one, the negativity bias. The human brain has a tendency to focus on negative experiences and emotions more than positive ones. And I think you probably already know this, but our brains are wired this way. Our tendency is to give more weight and attention to negative information over positive information. It's incredible, actually. This bias helped our ancestors long ago survive by keeping them alert to potential dangers and threats and all of that. But today, this negativity bias is a real pain, isn't it? when we constantly focus on negative experiences or we can just become stuck in a cycle of negative thinking and emotions. And this leads us in a downward spiral where we become stressed or anxious or maybe even depressed. So this is where developing a positive mindset comes into play. By consciously focusing on the positive experiences and emotions, you could train your brain to become more positive and resilient. Okay, so before I keep going, I have to share the story because this is something my mom says. Holly, why do you seem to remember the, the not so good times rather than all the good times in your childhood? And I always tell her, mom, I always remember the good times. I had a great
1: childhood. But we laugh because I bring up these stories just to laugh, really, but they're <laughs> the more negative ones. And I have to share it right now because it's stuck in my mind. So, this is, this is what I mean. Our brain remembers the negative. So I remember when I was little, I actually flooded the toilet. <laughs> so without going into too much detail, it was bad. It wasn't a time where I think the toilets automatically shut off or something. It was not. It was a time where the toilets just kept flowing and flowing. <laughs> so I'm yelling, mom, mom, come quick. The toilet is flooding and she's running up the stairs. And those were the days when it was a little bit more normal to have carpeting in bathrooms, which I know it's not now, but back then. And so we had this carpeting. Oh my gosh, the toilet was overflowing and she's so mad. What is this? What is this crap? And she's just, I know the poor thing was just mortified. I was mortified. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And it's scary, you know, for a little kid. Anyway. We laugh about that moment a lot and how, for years, I was so scared of flooding the toilet. Now, I asked my mom if I could share that story because it's not that I'm throwing my mom under the bus. Mom, I know you know that. I had a great childhood. But you just remember these moments. They just stick out in your brain. So anyway, that just goes to show you that we do remember the negative. So... (laughs) And I think it's good if you can laugh at that stuff as well.
0: Okay, so moving on, the good news about all of this negativity bias is that it can be improved and it can we can change it. Our brains can change. And this brings me to the next part of the science I want to talk about. The brain has the ability to change and adapt based on our behaviors and experiences. This is known as brain neuroplasticity, and it is so interesting So having this constant state of seeing the negative in everything, we can work on it, focusing more on the positive thinking, focusing more on positive behavior, actually being intentional about it. We can create new neural pathways in the brain, and the more new new neural pathways that we build, this then can lead to increased happiness and well-being. Let's take an example of this neuroplasticity stuff and how it can impact someone's life, and let's kind of, just make it easier to see and how it works in everyday life. Let's say that Mary has a history of negative self-talk and she's really hard on herself. She often feels like she's just not good enough and really struggles with self-doubt. So she decides to work on it. She wants to break this harmful pattern and she starts by first recognizing these negative thoughts. Every time they pop up in her mind, she's gonna say, I'm gonna replace them With more encouraging ones. So, for example, when she says to herself, I'm not smart enough to do this, she catches herself and then she replaces it with, I'm capable and smart enough to figure this out. Through consistent practice, doing it over and over again, Mary creates new neural pathways in her brain that reinforce this positive self talk. Over time, she starts to notice a shift in her mindset. She feels more confident and self assured, and then she's less likely to engage in negative self talk. As Mary continues to practice positive self-talk, these new neural pathways become stronger and stronger, and then her brain starts to default to positive thoughts instead of negative ones. This leads to a more positive and optimistic outlook on life, which then has a significant impact on her mental and emotional well-being. Isn't that cool? Through the neuroplasticity of her brain, Mary's able to rewire her thought patterns and really create a more positive and optimistic mindset. It really has a profound impact on life when we can do this. It leads to so much goodness, increased happiness, increased confidence, and overall well-being. Knowing that our brains are changeable, I don't know about you, but this gives me hope. I was just talking to our neighbor the other day about my dad, and this is just a small example, and he asked how he was doing. And if you've been following me these past few weeks, you know that my dad was rushed to the hospital a few weeks back and fell into a coma. So, so scary. I'm really happy now to report that while he is still in the hospital, he is improving and doing a lot better. Every single day, he's making steps of progress, and we have so much to be grateful for. But going back to the story, as I was telling my neighbor that he was doing better, I shared with him that it's so interesting how... I can't get the image out of my head of seeing him in that coma. I keep seeing that. My brain keeps going to that, to that moment, to that time. And it's drawn to it for some reason, probably because of how traumatic it was for me. But even though now he's doing better and improving, my brain is still trying to go back to that moment. I'm not sure if it's the same, but for me... I really am teaching myself over and over again to try to make sure that I'm focusing on the positive things, the right things, and that he is awake, he is doing well, and all the steps of progress that he's making is wonderful. And I might add, I usually am a more positive person, but I have to work on this just as much as anyone. I wanna share an incredible book on this idea. It's written by Dr. Norma Deutsch a psychiatrist and researcher, and it's called The Brain That Changes Itself. It's an incredible book. I might've already shared this before, but it's so fascinating. And the book has a collection of cases that show the amazing, almost unbelievable progress of people who had several brain issues, learning disorders that were cured, aging brains renewed, stroke patients recovered, even a woman born with half a brain and then the brain rewired itself to work as a complete brain. It's unreal. And and so it just goes to show us that our brains are so powerful and can do so much more than we realize. In fact, on the cover of that book, there's a statement from the New York Times saying this, The power of positive thinking finally gains scientific credibility. I will definitely link to it below in the show notes. So in case you were starting to doubt, any of this that we're talking about today, our brains being changeable? No, don't doubt it. There's scientific research all about it. Okay, let's keep going and move on to the easy ways and tips that we can use to help us throughout the days and weeks to really change the way our brain sees things and help us to have better moods and create a brighter outlook on life. And by the way, before I tell you what these things are, I want you to remember, these things aren't rocket science. They aren't hard to do. They're actually easy not to do, which is the problem. But the more intentional you are, the more you want to feel happier, improve your mood, and change your outlook to become more positive, that's when you're going to commit to doing these things. Okay, here's the first one. Number one, gratitude and mindfulness. I know this might sound basic, but if you really think about it, you might find that you don't do it enough, or sometimes maybe not at all. I know I've been guilty of this just going about the day frustrated because all you've been doing is driving kids here and there to practice and everywhere. You're so sick of being in the car, you haven't thought about dinner, you have to go to the grocery store, and blah, blah, blah. I've had plenty of those days, and I'm sure I didn't stop and remember all the things I should have been grateful for right? So let's take another example we all might relate to. Let's say Sarah is feeling down and stressed about her job. She's been working a ton of hours and she just doesn't feel appreciated by her boss or or a lot of people. She starts to feel like, gosh, you know, I'm putting in all this work and it's just not making a difference. Then the negative thinking pattern starts to affect her mood and her motivation. Then one day, Sarah decides to start a gratitude journal. Every morning, she writes down three things she's grateful for. At first, it's hard for her to even come up with things, but she starts to focus on the little things in her life that she appreciates, like her morning cup of coffee or the sunshine outside. Over time, Sarah notices that her mood is better. She starts to feel more positive and motivated at work. She realizes that she does have things to be grateful for and that her job is providing her with opportunities to learn and grow and make money. Sarah begins to focus on the positive aspects of her job and starts to see improvements in her work performance. By incorporating a simple gratitude practice in her daily routine, she was able to shift her mindset from negative to positive. This small change in her thinking pattern had a huge impact on her overall well-being and work performance. Can you see how this could really make an impact in your own life? I could see it for sure. And so the idea is to just do this daily. Make it part of your day. Get intentional about it and you will reap big benefits. There's so many ways to do this. You can get all creative and get out your all your amazing pens. Oh my gosh, I am such a sucker for all those gel pens, all the colors in the world. <laughs> so you could be like that and just make it fun or you could just Put a space in your planner and write down each day things you're grateful for, whatever works for you. And then also what's really cool is when you look back and you read all of the things you've written in the past, that's another powerful exercise in and of itself. So let's move on to the next tip. Number two, surround yourself with positivity. Surround yourself with positive people who uplift you, who inspire you to be your best self and avoid negative influences as much as possible, whether it's negative news, toxic people, or social media that just makes you feel bad. You know those accounts I'm talking about, and you also know those people. They just like to add this negative fuel to the fire. I mean, it's just like that's what they want to talk about. Have you ever heard someone complain and then they want to just keep talking about it and say, oh gosh, it's just one bad thing or another, or or when it rains, it pours. It's, it's almost like they're expecting more bad news, more things that are bad that are going to happen. And to be honest, I really believe that. I believe this happens. The more we focus on, that's what what happens. The more of that is what happens. So, But that's a whole other episode. You know the people who are uplifting and who are not, and so you need to surround yourself with more of the positive people, the ones that add energy to your day or the ones that are really supportive and truly that the ones that are just plain fun sometimes, right? Spend more time with those people in your life. Okay, the third one is to practice positive self-talk and positive emotions. Be so aware of your inner voice and the thoughts that you have about yourself. Replace that negative self-talk with positive affirmations and really focus on your strengths instead of your weaknesses. And I know the example touched on that earlier, but this is a technique called cognitive restructuring. This is used in cognitive behavioral therapy, the CBT that you might hear about, and it involves identifying negative thought patterns and then replacing them with positive ones. So by changing your thinking habits, You can change your emotions and behaviors. Maybe this one needs a quick example too, just to make it relatable again. Let's say John struggles with social anxiety. He feels nervous and self-conscious in social settings and really avoids them kind of altogether. (laughs) This impacts a lot his ability to make friends and connect with others, which is causing him to feel lonely then and isolated. But then John starts to pay attention to his thoughts and social situations and notices that he tends to think negative thoughts like this. Everybody's looking at me. Everyone's judging me. I'm probably going to embarrass myself. Things like that. John realizes that these thoughts are causing him to feel more anxious. So he decides to challenge these thoughts by asking himself, is that really true? What proof do I have that really that's what they're thinking? In doing this, John realizes that his thoughts are not based on reality at all and that he's making assumptions about what other people are thinking. He starts to replace these negative thoughts with more positive and realistic ones, such as everyone's here to have a good time, just like me. Over time, John starts to feel more confident and comfortable in social situations. By using the cognitive restructuring, he's able to change his negative thought patterns and overcome his social anxiety which then has a positive impact on his everyday life. I wanted to use a little bit more detail there because of, of the name of it, you know, cognitive restructuring, but I think we can relate to that one. You can do this with anything, actually. Even when I walk bare in the morning, our dog, I think, I think about things. I was thinking about my dad, for example, and I took those thoughts that were drawing me to the negative, and I consciously was reframing them to make sure I was dwelling on the positive, the fact that he was getting better. So you just need to be aware of your thoughts to notice how you're thinking about something. And then when you realize the thoughts you're having might not be good or they might be negative, you can reroute those thoughts to better ones. And so to go along with this positive self-talk tip, right? don't forget to also fill yourself up with more of the positive emotions as well, such as the joy and the love and the happiness. These have shown numerous times to give us health benefits that can boost our immune system, reduce our stress, anxiety, increase just overall sense of feeling good. What makes you happy? Think about that. And then do more of that, which brings you happiness and joy, right? Moving on to number four, learn to let go. Holding onto grudges, resentment, or negative emotions can weigh you down and it just prevents you from moving forward. Let go of these things the negative things, the things that are heavy, try anything you can to resolve them and focus on the present moment. On this one, I definitely would go back to what I said before in an episode or two. How do you really wanna feel? There are some things we actually are choosing to hold on to. And if you can look at those things, whether they're grudges or things that make you angry, if you could really look at them and ask yourself, Is this worth it to feel this way about this situation or whatever the case? Is it worth your energy? Is it worth making you feel bad? Sometimes truly, it's not worth it. We can choose to let it go and move on. This is so freeing and it definitely is a game changer if you're willing to look at it from a different perspective. The last tip and to wrap it up, and I know there are more things that we can do, but I was really trying to keep it doable, the things that are doable and that really make a difference. So the last one, number five, is to give back. Find ways to give to others. And so it can even be in the smallest of ways. And here's what I mean. Even listening to a friend when he or she is dealing with a problem is helping. You're giving or helping others just to feel good when they might need to, boost their feelings of happiness, or even make them laugh when they really might need it. That's giving. Yes, you can definitely volunteer at a local charity or donate to, ca- to a cause that you really care about. That's, that's for sure giving. All of these ways, though, if you can find a way to kind of get outside your bubble and think of others, this is a meaningful way to not only make a difference in other people's lives, but it will boost your mood and brighten your outlook as well. Okay, let's do a quick recap. We talked about the importance of developing this positive mindset and how much it can impact your life for the good. We also talked about some of the science of the brain and how small changes in your thinking patterns and habits can have such a big impact on your overall well-being. Then I shared five easy ways to incorporate in your life so you can improve your mood and improve your outlook. And here they are. Number one, practice gratitude and mindfulness. Number two, surround yourself with positivity. Number three, practice positive self-talk and fill yourself up with positive emotions. Number four, learn to let go. And number five, give back. You guys, these things, they're easy but they're also easy to not do. So that's the challenge. By incorporating these practical ways and tips into your daily routine, it's gonna be a game changer for you. You can cultivate a more positive outlook and experience so many benefits that come along with it. Remember, be intentional about it. Focusing on positive experiences, practicing gratitude and mindfulness, using that cognitive restructuring thing that we talked about, you can train your brain to become more positive and as a result, so resilient. Over time, these small changes are gonna add up to significant improvements in your life. I know it. My friends, I'm right there with you on this. I am there with you working on it. Thanks for walking with me in this journey to become better. We're on our way to become a little bit better than yesterday and the day before and the day before. So let's keep going. I wanna end with this great quote by Harvey McKay. He says, positive thinking is more than just a tagline. It changes the way we behave. And I firmly believe that when I am positive, it not only makes me better, but it also makes those around me better. Ooh, I love that so much. Let's be better together. Love it. Have a good week. Thank you so much for listening and spending time with me today. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Please share it with a friend who you think would enjoy it as well. If you haven't done so, I would love it if you could give me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean so much to me, and it would help get the word out for the podcast. I will look forward to next week. Seeing you here, same time, same place. Have a great week.